Warning. Anime Out of Context contains spoilers, explicit language, and general tomfoolery. Neither of our hosts are experts on any topic, and you should not take their opinions as such. Listen at your own discretion, and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And I hold up a picket sign that says, make love, not weeb. I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. Remington, you seem in much better spirits than I thought you would be. I mean, I'm sort of out of the abyss after last week. Permanently scarred, sure, but... You know, always trying to be hopeful. I mean, your energy's on the up and up, which is a good sign in my opinion. It, it is, and hopefully, depending on what the title of this episode is, it will continue that way. Our listeners already know how I'm going to respond, so hopefully they're like, oh, it'll be a good one for them and not, oh no. Weirdly enough, that's actually kind of a, it's kind of a mixed one. Okay. Because I've had a couple emails saying, Remington will love this one. It's very self-aware. That's a good sign? Mm-hmm. And others were like, this will make Remington cry. That is less of a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> I tend to trust the ones that think I will hate it because it is anime, which I do, you may not have noticed, tend to hate. I don't know about that, Remington. There are so many anime that we've seen that you've just purely enjoyed for the sake of enjoyment. And so many more that have been in the abyss. Yeah, well, we'll have to see where this one ends up. Oh, no. It's a bit of an interesting one. I actually personally really enjoy this show. That means nothing. It means a lot of things, You Remington. used to like Sword Art Online. Your opinion is null and void. Hey, now, my opinion has been refined over the years. I don't like Sword Art Online anymore. I don't trust it. You don't trust it? Nope. How many hours have we spent ranting about the horribleness of Sword Art Online? <laughs> Too many. Exactly. So how can you not trust my view on anime at that point? Because you also like things like Orimonogatari, which was also trash, and JoJo, which was also trash. Oh, no, you did not. And Cowboy bring... Bebop, which is mediocre. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh God. <laughs> Like, if this is the first episode somebody listens to us on, they're just going to immediately turn us off. Uh, I, I would like to say that uh, if you disagree with my views, I still appreciate you even though you're wrong. Oh. I, I, I hate your sin and your incorrect opinion, but I love the sinner. That almost makes me want to switch today's episode to a JoJo's episode nah, just to <laughs> switch things up. I don't think that's necessary. Stick to the plan, Sean. All right, what are we doing this week? Let's jump on Are in. you sure you don't want to do another JoJo's episode? I am so sure I do not want to do a JoJo's episode. We left on such a cliffhanger last time. I really don't want to do another JoJo's episode. Fine. Oh, thank God. This once, I'll let you have that choice. Oh, no. Because last time I gave you a choice, you kind of threw it back in my face. <laughs> and it was magnificent. Uh-huh. And you know what happens when you do magnificent things, Remington? I get hurt on the inside. That's because our friendship is a positive, healthy relationship. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I had my punishment last week, so this week I get something great. What are we jumping into this week, Sean? Well, Remington, it's been a long time since we've talked about uh, the more, uh, you know, it's a little hard to describe this anime because it kind of slips into several different genres at once. Okay, that traditionally has been a decent sign when it's hard to categorize. Uh, the thing that's not going to impress you, it's a high school setting. Uh, that, that's pretty cliche, but there have been yeah. some good high school settings, some bad ones. It doesn't add anything new, but there is a lot of possibility for yeah. it. It's kind of par for the course with a lot of anime because a lot of anime fans are in that high school range and a lot of people our age like to look back on high school and thinking, man, high school would have been much better if it was anime. All right, well, here, here let's run down the checklist a little bit. Uh, does it have slice of life elements? It does. Check, all right. Does it have romance elements? Kind of. Okay. Uh, does it have a protagonist with little to no motivations for anything they do? No. Ooh. 
okay, okay, things are looking pretty decent. Quite frankly, this protagonist has a lot of motivations and a lot of desire to improve himself. Okay, I'm liking it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it's also a subject that we haven't really touched on for quite a while, because a lot of people would describe the show as a sports anime. Oh, no! But it's not really a sports anime. Okay. Why are you so freaked out, Remington? Because we've only ever done one sports anime properly, and oof, it was a rough one. I mean, a lot of people still really love that show, Remington. Kuroko no Basket is without a doubt in the abyss. It hurt, it was bland, it sucked, everything was terrible. And if we're revisiting something similar to that, I'm not excited. I don't think it's similar to that at all, honestly. Oh, thank God. I mean, the only thing that might be kind of similar is the fact that there's, like, some soft metaphysical superpower-type things that aren't really addressed as superpowers. But it's handled in a much better way than Kuroko no Basket, and I still wouldn't really call this a sports anime, even though a lot of people seem to think it is. Okay. Well, there's an easy way to figure out if it's a sports anime, Sean. Is it an anime? It is. Is it about sports? Not really, no. (laughs) Okay, well that settles it. Anyone who thought it was a sports anime, you're wrong. (laughs) I mean, it's... (laughs) It is an anime that is uh, packed with competition between uh, members of a high school, right? Uh Uh-huh. They're all competing at various different um, challenges and trying to be the best in their field. Well, I suppose the, the most important question would be, what is the sport? Cooking. I am concerned. Why are you concerned? (laughs) Last time we did a cooking anime, it was about, you know, sweetness and lightning. And that was super cute, and I loved it. However, what the listeners don't know, Sean, is that before we started this podcast, there were a set number of anime that you had shown me previously. Some in larger doses, such as JoJo, which I despised, and some in shorter doses. And one of them was a food anime, and I'm really hoping, I I remember very little about it other than it was a food anime and I hated it. So hopefully it's not that one. What anime are you talking about, Remington? I can't really remember the details, unfortunately, Sean. I just remember you had the these kids and they would have a bunch of cooking stuff and it would taste so good that their clothes would explode off. That's all I remember. And I didn't like that. Hmm. Why would anybody make a show like that? I don't like it. Sean? (laughs) (laughs) Is this that anime? Well, Remington, today we're going to be talking about a show that is loudly toted as a sports anime, a cooking anime, but I don't think it's really either of those things. Oh, God. Because really, it's more of a shonen battle anime. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it is what I thought. This is a little show called uh, Shokugeki no Soma, or the American English title, which is not as good. It's just Food Wars. God damn it! That's the one! That is the one! <laughs> Out of the, like, two anime you have ever shown me that I really didn't like, the first was JoJo, and that hurt me deeply. This one, you've only shown me clips. Only clips, and I don't like it, because it made me feel weird and uncomfortable. Granted, I saw very little. I don't know much about it. It's possible my opinions will change, but I knew this day would come, and I ain't happy the day has come. <laughs> well, now that you mention it, Remington, I do vaguely remember showing you something like this. If I recall correctly, you quit after the first two minutes. Yeah, I was not I was not pleased. I didn't like what I was seeing. Granted, who knows? Maybe in my great education now, now knowing all about the terrible world of anime, maybe I will change my mind. But I'm skeptical. I'm real fucking skeptical. What makes you so skeptical? Because I know that I had a visceral hatred for it years ago, so I think that there's a good chance that that will come back. Well, Remington, the reason you hated it so much was because it technically has the etchy tag attached to it. Which is awful! That is one of my least favorite tags on anime, Sean! And I can agree with you. I would go as far to say this is probably one of my favorite etchy shows. I can't believe you've even uttered that sentence! 
The reason is, Remington, is because the etchy serves a purpose. Oh, the etchy serves a purpose. Just like Kill a Kill, where it didn't do anything but detract everything from it. Now, you see, I still disagree with you on that, as do everybody who has sent us emails about our Kill a Kill episode. Thanks for those. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, no, it serves a purpose, Remington, because let's be real. When you're watching a show about food, what's the biggest problem with it? I don't think there's many big problems, but continue. You can't taste the food yourself. Okay, yeah, sure, that that is correct. And how does one experience the joy of eating food in a visually interesting and awe-inspiring way? You do fun stuff with anime. I, I don't like the fun stuff, though, that they do. What, what do you possibly mean by that, Remington? Because their clothes explode. That's the only thing I know about this anime. Their clothes explode. It's right back to Fist of the North Star again, but this time more sexualized and more food. <laughs> Quite frankly, I feel like that should up it up a lot more than Fist of the North Star for you. Oh, but the problem is with the etchy category, by definition, it's going to be gratuitous. By definition, it's going to have gratuitous sexuality so you can get your rocks off. And that is just the nature of things. Otherwise, we would have things like Mirai Nikki that had sexuality but handled it in a mature fashion. But that's not what we get when we get etchy. When we get etchy, it's meant to titillate. And that is always going to be detrimental to some degree, sometimes negligible, though rarely negligible, to things like plot or characters or humor or everything else. Well, the thing about this show is, Remington... The etchy stuff? Sure, it might titillate a lot of people out there, and I'm sure that's a lot, uh, big reason people uh, watch it. After all, the mangaka for the show used to be a hentai artist, so that does <sighs> kind of add to some things. But, but, but that's besides the point, because quite frankly, Remington, I find the etchy in this show to be kind of hilarious. All right, well, I'll ultimately be the judge of that. For everyone who's unsure what we're talking about, please describe to them... Food Wars. <laughs> Shokugeki no Soma, or Food Wars as it is commonly known, which I just don't like that name as much. It just doesn't flow as well. It's like Food Wars, oh man, they're having a food fight in the kitchen. That doesn't sound right at all to me. It sounds right to me, but that's because it's English. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Remington. <laughs> that's the language I speak. I don't think that's a controversial statement. Well, yeah, but I mean... There is a certain thing to be said about saying something in its native tongue. The alliteration, the flow the words have is kind of nice, isn't it? It sounds nice, but it also, for me, because I don't speak Japanese, sounds like gibberish. So it's just really nice sounds that make no sense at all. Well, by the end of this episode, every time you hear Shokugeki, you'll think, that's that anime again. And we'll see what I feel about it. And I hope you'll enjoy it, but anyway, let's get back into describing it, shall we? Shokugeki no Soma is about cooking, first and foremost. It's a show about a young man by the name of Soma, uh, Yukihira Soma. And he is been raised in a diner his whole life, constantly competing with his father to try and create better and better dishes to really become the best chef he could ever want to be. Yeah, the good old... Take any element in this time cooking, it could be fighting, it could be a sport, it could be learning something, and then you want to be the very best like no one ever was. Mm -hmm. And rather than Pokemon, he's capturing people's hearts with delicious foods. Oh, there you go. Which, quite frankly, come on, that's much more interesting than Pokemon in my opinion. <laughs> I, I will say that anime does a great job at having delicious looking food, and I... I'm positive that this has to be a strength of this anime. It most definitely is. Some of the food you see in this show is just mouthwateringly delicious, and you can almost imagine yourself having the exact same reactions as the characters that eat it do. I don't know if I'd go that far, but continue. You just haven't had really good food before, Remington. <laughs> oh, okay, that's my problem. <laughs> and shortly after Soma turns 15 and is about to transfer into high school, he kind of decides for himself... Eh, don't want to go to high school. I just want to be better at cooking. Yeah, that can resonate with me to a certain degree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because in a to a certain extent, 
you don't necessarily have to go to high school in Japan, but it's kind of the same here in the States where if you don't go to high school, your options are severely limited in the uh, career field of your choice. Yeah. Uh, and Soma's father isn't really a big fan of that. Reasonably. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, no matter how bad of a parent you are, you'd want your kid to go to whatever institution will help them improve themselves to their utmost degree. Otherwise, they just become, like, that 30-year-old wannabe rock star which's like, hey, man, no, I didn't need education soon, real soon. I'm going to get my big break. You just wait for it, man. Soon, they're all going to see me for the chef artist that I really am. Or you turn into two dudes who record a podcast. Also a possibility. Very weird possibility. I can't imagine who would do that, though. <laughs> All right, so you got the main character, good old Soma. Yep. And he is sick and tired of school. He ain't going. His pops is like, hey, you make bad decisions. And then they have a cook-off for it, I imagine. Actually, no. Oh, okay. It's a lot more straightforward than that. Soma doesn't really get a choice in the matter. (laughs) Okay. What essentially happens after the first episode, which the first episode is kind of an interesting one, which I'll talk about in just a second. But after the events of the first episode, after fighting to protect his restaurant home, uh, his father comes uh, home from a trip one day and says, hey, I'm closing the restaurant for about two years. <laughs> it's Izzy closing the restaurant specifically to make his son go to school? Partially, and also because he likes to travel and cook in different places. Okay, so, so he's the basically, best of the both worlds. Yeah, so him. basically it's like, hey, restaurant's going to be closed for two years. Uh, go to, go to this school. If you can do well at this school, then maybe you'll beat me one day. But I imagine Soma might have other plans. At first, he is not a big fan of the idea of going to a cooking class. Because when you think of cooking class, what do you think of, Remington? Uh, I imagined a slightly chubbier, jolly lady going in and telling everyone how to crack an egg. Most of them are like, well, yeah, I obviously know how to crack an egg. And a few people are like, oh, that's how you crack an egg. And then they whisk it. They make scrambled eggs. And then there's one student that makes real good scrambled eggs. It's like, you should not be here. Yeah. So you're picturing, like, uh, your typical home at classroom. That <laughs> Basically, you get. yeah. And it's like, oh, this is a super easy recipe that you can make in your spare time and have leftovers for later. Either that or the few times that any type of cooking came up. In Disney Channel original movies, which is, I'll be honest, one of my main frames of reference for high school cooking. (laughs) Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Did you never take any cooking classes in high school? No! Well, why not? It was an excuse to eat food during school that wasn't lunch. (laughs) Sean, Sean, you made two assumptions there. First of all, that I make good decisions, which we know is incorrect. Second of all, that I was a good student, which also was incorrect. Yeah, I forgot how much of a piss-poor student you were. Hey, hey, hey. I especially know that now that I'm teaching you. <laughs> oh, but and you're teaching me in the worst subject. So, he ends up going to this cooking class, and I imagine it's not your grandma's cooking class. No, it's not e- uh, even a cooking class, per se. It's a whole academy dedicated to cooking oh okay well that seems nice and proper it is it is uh it's the size of a mountain oh jesus Christ. yeah it's uh the whole property is on a mountain and there are like several hundred different buildings and hotels and things like that and dorm rooms and fancy classrooms and basically he gets sent to the most uh hard ass cooking institution in all the world Okay, so it's basically like this crazy military academy, but instead of preparing for war, you're just making real good food. Yes, actually. Okay. And the idea is you go to this school, and if you graduate from this school, you're guaranteed for life to be one of the best chefs out there, because the graduation rate for this school is 1%. I don't know. That doesn't seem like a great school. I disagree with the ideology that only a select few people can be absolutely top tier. Now, you can say that only a few can be the best because that's a term relative, but I think it's just a mediocre school at that point. I question their methods. You see, and that's a very fair uh, analysis, but in this case, it makes sense because you only go to this school if you want to be the best of the best of the best. and Because there are plenty of other culinary schools out there and plenty of other institutions where you could learn to be a chef and still be a very successful chef. But if you want that instant rec- uh, recognition as well as your future secured, as well as to be the best of the best, you got to go to the place that has the highest competition out there. 
But here's where that sort of falls apart. And this is definitely going to be where I'll need to suspend my disbelief. However, cooking, like any type of art really, is a very subjective thing. So sure, early on, you can be able to say with decent amount of confidence, okay, this one is better than that one. But when you start reaching people with very different styles, with very different ideas, and thus very different finished products, all of which are excellence, then it ends up just being based on the judge's biases. And so I don't really think that it would be fair to say that through a single academy, you could figure out the best of the best when it's so subjective in nature. Well, and that subjectiveness is just a part of life in general. And yeah, suspending your disbelief a bit is going to be a little necessary for it. But if you get into the mindset of if this wasn't cooking and say this was like academics, like you know the smartest people in the world, or if this was like a sports academy of some kind, you know, you have to work really hard and be deep-seated in sets of competition. All right, and so he's going to go to this academy. He's going to meet a bookish girl who tries really, really hard. She knows all of the recipes from Rote, right? And then he's also going to meet some more goofy type of character, sort of friend character. Maybe he'll even have a rival of sorts, a rival who he's always trying to usurp, and they're really toe-to-toe. Honestly, you're kind of right, but not really. <laughs> okay. You just got the details a bit wrong. Because, like I said, Remington, a lot of people treat this as a sports anime because it's a lot about cooking competitions. And that's the interesting thing about this academy. All decisions uh, handled in the student body can be overturned via cooking competitions. <laughs> okay. This seems like a questionable system of rules but sure well why not if you have a conflict with another student say like they're interrupting your club's practice frequently by making i don't know loud souffles or something and you want them to move buildings i'm i'm making this stuff up on the spot don't look at me that way <laughs> <laughs> you could challenge them to a what is called a shokugeki i i have an alternative idea what's that you say don't fucking interrupt my club, jackass. What if and they keep they, doing it? Then you're like, hey, principal, make a rule that they can't be interrupting my club because they're a jackass. But see, that's where the competition comes in, Remington, because if you want to have power in this world, you have to be a damn good cook and can beat anyone who tries to challenge you. That's ridiculous. That is not how we solve our problems. When we are looking for rules, we try and find people who are good at establishing those rules, and we try to get them because they are good at establishing rules. This system doesn't make any sense. It would be the equivalent of taking someone who's really good in a specific area, say they're just they're just really great at real estate, right? They're great at real estate, and then you think, oh, okay, they're pretty great at real estate. Well, I suppose since they're so good at real estate, what we're going to do is elect them as president of the United States, and then everything is... Oh, wait. Uh, oh. That hurt me, Remington. Food Wars is America. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God! <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're the most reasonable. It just matters if you have the most power behind you. Uh, oh. But at any rate, Remington, it's more like if there, you have a conflict with a fellow student and it's not really something that is hard set against the rules. You know, or if you want... To, it, it's the way of inspiring competition between students in order to get the best of the best of the best of the best. The best of 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 the best, sir. All right, I disagree with it, but plot relevance. We'll see how well it's executed. Otherwise, I might really hate that point. Well, you hate everything, Remington, so that wouldn't surprise me. I hate everything bad, like anime. Oof. <laughs> Says the host of an anime podcast. <laughs> all right, so there are all sorts of competitions. And so I imagine very early on, Main Kid is going to end up in one of those competitions, perhaps after causing a bit of an affront to one of the other students. You would actually be correct, but not just one student. He pisses off the entire student body. Okay, well, what does he do? Uh, basically what every shonen style protagonist would do. Uh, he is the only transfer student to this school. Oh, of course, the only one. Uh, he's the only one who passed the test. Okay. Uh, and it's a very biased test, so you'll see why, but that's fine. 
Uh, and at his introduction in front of his entire uh, student body, he says, All right. I'm here to be the best cook here, and yeah, you guys aren't going to be able to take the number one spot from me. <laughs> what an asshole. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, he's kind of an asshole, and I love that about him. All right, so everyone immediately challenges him to a cooking competition and needs to beat all of them at once. Uh, not exactly, but he does spark a lot of hatred and rivalries towards him to the point where... Yeah, he's going to get himself in more and more trouble in competitions, and of course it's going to build. And the story of the show is him attempting to survive this brutal high school while uh, solving conflicts with other students and the student body as well. Okay, I think that this all rests upon how aware of how convoluted and stupid a lot of its decisions are. Because if it does not show deliberate awareness of these dumb decisions and how dumb they are, then it's going to be problematic. And I'm not going to accept, oh, well, they probably sort of know. I mean, it seems like they might be aware because that's apologetic bullshit. I'm going to try to go into this with an open mind. I've only seen two minutes years ago, and I hated those two minutes. That was Old Remington, and granted, so far, Old Remington has all of the same opinions as New Remington when it comes to anime. The ones that I thought I would like, I liked, and the ones I didn't think I would like, I didn't. Maybe this will be the first surprise, so I'll be hopeful, I'll try to be open-minded, but we will have to see. And the one thing that will uh, really cement why I think this is a good show overall is because it's not a sports anime. It's a shonen battle anime. Which is not great to hear. For you, because you're a prick, but that's besides the <laughs> because point. Because shonen is bad. You're bad. <laughs> and that's what makes this show amazing, because it takes every single shonen trope and converts it into the medium of a cooking competition. Alright, that leads to potential that it makes fun of shonen, which might be decent. It does make fun of Shonen while also doing Shonen really, really well. Because, Remington, why do you fight? Uh, well, it would depend on the reason, I suppose. Uh, do you fight to be the strongest? Or do you fight to get your ideals across to your opponent? <laughs> Are you talking about me specifically? I mean, it could be about you specifically, but that's why people fight in Shonen battle anime, Remington. One, yes, to beat the other person down, but also to solidify that their ideals are the correct ones, the ones that are right, and just, you know, solidifying it by beating them and using those ideals to defeat them. Oh, man, I am understanding the U.S. political climate so much more right now. Oh, God, please stop comparing my random shonen battle anime to the political U.S. I do not want to think about that every time I'm watching a battle anime. But that's why there's so much rampant violence, Sean, because they are trying to share their ideals through their fists. I feel like you're missing the point, Remington. I don't know. I feel like I have gotten the point underneath the point. As far as I'm concerned, and this is going to be my thesis, Food Wars is a U.S. political anime. <laughs> God damn it, Remington. We'll see if that theory holds up on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after consuming five whole episodes of Shokugeki no Soma, or Food Wars. Remington, how you feeling, bud? You know, Sean, we've had a few times where we have watched an anime that I was already familiar. We had it with Death Note, where I remembered fond feelings about it, and I had watched it all the way through the, before the podcast, one of the few that I had watched before the podcast, and indeed, it turned out that I still quite like it. Similarly, you had shown me JoJo before, the entire first season, and when you showed me JoJo again, the first season really didn't like it. So I've been very consistent with my past self so far. And what you're saying is, is you've turned over a new leaf and you found that 
really, you misjudged this show, and it's truly a piece of mm, art. <laughs> we'll see about that. Because going into it, I did acknowledge I have only seen two minutes of this show previously. The very, very beginning of the show. And sure, I had negative opinions about it. But I am not so stubborn to say that those two minutes are going to define everything and that I can no longer change my opinion based on that. Oftentimes, you can have a very exciting hook that isn't necessarily representative of everything that the show has to offer. That is very true, Remington, and very insightful. This was not one of those cases. I nailed it. I knew. I got it right. <laughs> <laughs> Yet again, three for three for old Remington and anime. He was so correct. Oof. Because let me tell you, Sean, I genuinely thought, okay, maybe once I actually learn about the characters, learn about the story, then I'll start to care. But there's a problem with that, Sean. What's that, Remington? There are no characters or story. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing for me to care about. And even there was a moment after the first episode, which was lackluster at best. I thought to myself, well, that's the first episode. Maybe now that they have established the idea, they've given the exposition. Now they can really run with some creative choices. They can really make these characters and relationships and story mean something. And no, they still didn't. We watched five episodes and my opinion was pretty well solidified even further with every single one of them. Oof. You're going to make these six people very unhappy, Remington. Six people recommended this. Yes. Yes. Oh, uh, my word. Yep. Uh, arguably one of our most recommended shows uh, next to JoJo, of course. That's the one that gets recommended the most. Oh, God. And please keep sending those recommendations because that means I can do more JoJo and I love JoJo. But for those of you who sent those recommendations, and there were possibly more, but I'm bad at keeping track. So <laughs> thank you, Matthew, Keith. Carlone, Alex, Samuel, and AC. I, I appreciate y'all for participating. However. <laughs> but Remington, all these people uh, clearly said, oh, this is one of my favorite shows because it's amusing and has some good action story content. Uh, we think Remington will like it. Or actually, no, this one says, oh, this will torture the hell out of Remington. It's etchy trash, and I can't wait to hear his reaction. So it's a bit a bit of a mixed bag. Yeah, <laughs> you, you told me that opinions were mixed, and frankly, if you thought I was going to like it, incorrect. <laughs> but I appreciate you trying to give me something nice. If you thought I would hate it, you're spot on. You understand me quite well, because this was terrible. I sincerely thought that it was going to surprise me in a positive way, and it just didn't. Oh, that's not very nice, Remington. What about all the people who love this show? Did you know that this is actually the highest rated etchy show on Mal? I mean, but it's etchy, so it, it's like being like, oh man, this is the tastiest shit dinner I've ever had. Well, sure. I can acknowledge that. It's a very pretty shit dinner. But it is a dinner made of shit. And so I'm still going to give it a thumbs down, even if it's the best of its class. Wow. Do you always have to make your analogies so blue? So crude? <laughs> Why can't we have a nice high class metaphor or analogy like that are presented in Food Wars? Oh, yes, yes. Let's talk a moment about their metaphors and analogies because I would argue that I think for most people watching it, those are one of the single best things about the show. Really? I think that for them, they genuinely think that's where you get peak creativity and comedy, right? It's one of the highlights every time it pops up, especially due to how much budget they put into those compared to anything else. However, I found almost all of them to be terrible. Wow. It was as if you took... So it was his, it was as if you had Gordon Ramsay, who is known for his colorful language to, about cuisine, for the better or especially for worse, 
And instead of actually having things that sounded interesting or made any amount of sense, instead it was a bunch of lol random humor. Wow, that's such a weird comparison to make for food. Isn't that funny? No, because there was rarely any logic. The reason why really out there humor works is because there is a thread that has been contorted in so many ways. There is a logic underneath it, even if it is an absurdist logic. The reason why absurdity works is because it distorts what is there rather than has nothing there at all. We saw this, for example, in One Punch Man. There was a lot of absurd humor in One Punch Man, but it all, in a very true sense, was logical, was congruent with the world around it. This was all just meaningless fluff. What I'm saying is the metaphors were just real bad Gordon Ramsay. Wow. So you're saying that this is not Gordon Ramsay's favorite anime. Uh, it is not his favorite anime, no. Uh, but Gordon Ramsay is my favorite anime, so, you know, balances out a little <laughs> bit there. <laughs> Lamb sauce is my waifu. <laughs> <laughs> but... It just got so grating, and I think that touches upon an even bigger point, which is the comedy of the show. Yeah, I will say this. In the very beginning of this show, the comedy kind of sucks, doesn't it? There were, I think, two good moments, good comedic moments in the two and a half hours that I watched. And one of them, possibly the only true, really, really good comedy moment, and I want to give it this is when it's talking about the character with the god's tongue, right? Yes. Whoever the fuck she was. Sundere number one. That's all she really is. Arena, but go Good on. Good ol' Arena. Uh, she's just a Sundere. That's it. She's a bitch. And she's talking... People are talking about her and talking about how her first words and it cuts to her suckling her mother's teat and then talking about uh, essentially giving a food criticism about the breast milk in a very refined way. And the way that they handled that was great. That was a really great joke that I sincerely enjoyed. Wow. Almost every other joke was hot trash. Oof. Do you know why, Sean? Why is that, Remington? Because there are three main jokes in this show. Three. Three. And it's, they're all on the same category of Crocono Basket where it's like, haha, he's invisible. Get it? Because first of all is, haha, they're naked. Get it? And they never make it any different or funny. It's just, wow, their clothes exploded off. <laughs> Look at them be naked. And that's it. That's all that you have of the joke. Which isn't a fucking joke. It is to some people, Remington. It is to people who don't have sense of humor. I can agree with that, Sean. So you're insulting the people who like this show, including some of our listeners. I'm not insulting them. I'm simply saying they're wrong. To say that the sky is blue should not be an insult to those who say the sky is green. Hopefully, and I hope for all of our listeners in that wrong stance, they can learn from it, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing we haven't been hunted down and murdered yet. <laughs> and then the second joke we've already touched upon, it's about the metaphors. Wow, that's a real weird metaphor, isn't it? How wacky is that? Which, as we've already dissected, is not a good joke, Sean. But some people really like those jokes, Remington. Uh, what about, you know, the idea of tasting a food and thinking about hippos? Isn't that comedic in uh, some I wouldn't fashion? say it's comedic. It's, it's silly. It, it sure is silly. But I don't think silly is the essence of comedy. It can help comedy. But when you don't have any joke behind it or any humor behind it, then it's just random silliness. And frankly, I don't want to look back at, like, 12-year-old Remington on MySpace be trying to be lol random. Those are times we put behind us, Sean. Much like MySpace, it's dead. <laughs> exactly, and unfortunately, that humor was all too prominent. Now, I'm going to try and remember what the third one was, which I had on my paper, but I didn't fucking bring my paper, so just give me a moment. Don't worry, Dylan, just cut this shit out. He's going to leave it in, you know that, right? He's going to show how much of a failure you are, even though you sound so confident all the time. Ooh, that's a bingo. <laughs> Is that the way you say it? That's a bingo. You just say bingo. Bingo, how fun.
And the third joke, is, Sean, is, haha, it's so overdramatic shonen-like, isn't it? And it doesn't even do a great job of satirizing shonen in any serious way, though in some elements it certainly did. In other elements it seemed to be more borrowing than satirizing, and I thought those moments did not work well. But it has a similar problem to the first season of JoJo, where you're taking all of these things that, frankly, I do not think work with Shonen, and you're taking it half seriously, and you're like, oh no, but we're doing this in a joking way. I mean, not in a funny way, but we're aware that it's a trope that we're doing, but I don't think that makes it work it's similar to rosario vampire you can't just say oh we know we're doing these things that doesn't make it by necessity better and so i'm confident food wars obviously knows how much it's borrowing from shonen however the way that it conveys it it does nothing to the system it borrows but it doesn't transform in any considerable way and that leaves it to just be mediocre shonen <laughs> and that is definitely a fair criticism, Remington. And I'm going to say something that you're going to fucking hate. And oh, it's an argument we have every single time it comes up to this. But this is definitely formulated as an old school shonen in every sense of the word. And it only really gets entertaining once the tournament arc starts. Oh, Jesus. I've watched two and a half hours. I could have watched the entirety of your name in this time. And that is a lot better spent. Or you know what? One thing that I often say, and I think it's so strong to emphasize every time you say it gets better later on. Sure, it may get better later on and it may become worthwhile later on, but is it worth the time investment? Is it worth the opportunity cost? There are other things out there. I think ultimately, regardless of the reason you like Food Wars, it has every single thing outmatched by different shows. Heck, if you want a really interesting, dramatic look at Japanese cuisine, you can just watch the documentary Gyro Dreams of Sushi, which is phenomenal. It's amazing, and you see beautiful food. It is astounding. It's amazing. It's captivating. It's emotional. And it has real people doing real interesting things. If you want cool food, you can just do that, and you're not going to have to spend hours of your life wasted before it gets good. You've seen Gyro Dreams of Sushi? It's not animation, so it's not weep shit, I think. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, fuck, I could have talked to you about that. I could have used that as like a premise for this as to kind of trick you into it, but damn, I never expected you to have actually seen that. Documentaries are like the one form of visual media which I am properly acquainted. <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless... Every element, if you are looking for the food, then sure, you can look at still frames and get the same image. Or you can look at different food anime, which I'm sure there's better, because good lord, there has to be, even if we haven't seen any other food anime properly. Well, we've seen one, and they did great. There are much better food anime out there. Uh, so if you want food, there are better options. If you want comedy, there are better options. If you want drama, there are better options. If you want shonen, there are better options. If you want a tournament, there's better options. And if you want ecchi, good lord, there's better options. Just watch hentai. <laughs> but Remington, people who watch ecchi don't want to just say they watch hentai for the plot, which I'm, I'm sure they do. Because, you know, why else would you watch hentai? Oh, yeah. Besides the real interesting character development. Yeah, right. Yes, yes, yes. But a lot of people watch Etchy because they like the borderline stuff. The borderline stuff is interesting and entertaining to them. But I think even the borderline stuff could be done better. If you look at the sexuality in Food Wars, I feel like it's not even wildly sexy. It's both relatively tasteless very gratuitous, but at the same time, I feel like even if you were all in and that is the reason you were watching, you would still be mildly disappointed. It just doesn't work on any front. It fails on both counts, both to the people not watching for the sexuality, and I feel like it would for the people in it for the sexuality. Then the real question is, Remington, why is every season of this show rated the top on several people's etchy lists. Here, here's my hypothesis, Sean. Here's my 
working hypothesis. It's not the same from part one. It's not <laughs> Food Wars is actually the U.S. political climate, although that I will still attest to. No, my hypothesis is that the reason it's so successful is because weebs are actually all anime protagonists. Let me explain, Sean. Oh, God, I don't like where this is going, Remington. Stereotypical anime protagonists. Two qualities that so many of them have, and these are two of the most popular anime character tropes that you will have in any especially male character. Number one, they love to eat. How many times have we seen that trope in anime, Sean? They're the character. Who are they? Oh, they're the one who loves to eat. Number two, you got a character? He likes the boobs. He's real into the boobs. He's all about those boobs. What is his character? Boobs. So you put two and two together. You got food. You got boobs. All in one place. Sure, neither of them are really well done. The food was well done, but there were better out there. You bring them both together. Bada bing, bada boom. They come flocking. Oof. First of all, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> like, ow. I'm, I'm sorry, Sean. Uh, do you like food? Well, yeah. Do you like boobs? I mean, yeah. Case closed. But so do you, jackass. <laughs> we are both white, straight, young men. Yes. It's kind of in the category for us. <laughs> like, if we didn't, we'd have a serious mental condition. <laughs> but nonetheless, Sean, I truly think that the reason it's popular is because it's just one of the few to combine those things in a decent manner. So even though it doesn't excel at either, though I will say the food did look really good, that is probably the best part about the show is the food, obviously. But they brought it together. It's one of the few resources you can have where it's brought together. Add Shonen and Action into it as well. Bada bing, bada boom. Really, we're just back to it being American. You got boobs, you got food, you got action. That's American as fuck. This is the American anime. <laughs> and yet I hate it. Damn. Yeah, so really, that just backfired on you horribly. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> you have no solace left, my man. But... I'm going to tell you why this show is popular, Remington. All right. The real reason why it's popular. Because once you get past its super fucking rocky start, like, I'll admit it, this is probably my biggest guilty pleasure show out there. Like, I genuinely enjoy this show for a lot of different reasons. But I also have the bias of I started watching it when I was a bit younger and I wasn't as critically analytical of things as I am now. And also, I read the manga beforehand. And... As I've said several times and will continue to say till the end of the time, when it comes to anime adaptations, the manga doesn't matter. But what reading the manga before watching an anime does to you, Remington, is you kind of forgive a lot of the really bad shit that happens in it. Like a bad anime adaptation. There's definitely a cutoff, uh, there's definitely a cutoff point where no amount of fixing or badness in an anime can really make up for its adaptation. Uh, Black Clover, apparently, Ooh. because though I have not really read much of the manga for Black Clover, I still don't see the appeal. But the anime adaptation is definitely a step down from the manga, which is saying something considering the manga is just eh so far. Uh, but a lot of the action and character development in this show is actually really good once you get into the tournament arc stuff. And that's one of the reasons why, Sean, when we watch these things, my metric isn't, is it going to be good? My metric is not, is it enjoyable to watch even? My metric is, is it worth your time? And if you can spend hours on end and it feels like it's just slogging through like there's no significant character development like the relationships are all one-dimensional like all of the side characters are just snobby assholes without any redeeming qualities how you have poor motivations and poor plot lines how it feels like everything centers around this overpowered protagonist who succeeds at everything no sweat no lessons learned and sure those things might change but if you can spend hours doing all of that, why? Why watch this when instead you could watch 
anything else where you don't have to suffer through to get to the good stuff. This has been my go-to example. One, because it's popular. Two, because it's shown. And three, because it has a great start. But Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, it starts you off immediately and it gets interesting immediately. You don't have to wait for hours for it to get good. So why should you waste your time getting... Why should you waste your time investing it into anime if it's only going to get maybe as good as other anime that start off amazing? And that is a very fair criticism, and one that I agree with, with when it comes to this show. So if any of you are at all interested in this show, no matter how vehemently Remington hates it, honestly, I'd recommend reading the manga up to the point where the first tournament starts, and then you can jump into the anime from there, and you'll be happy. That might be a reasonable point of action because i'll be honest i do feel like you could almost skip everything that we watched if you have listened to part one of the podcast you basically have a grasp of these two and a half hours that we watched together there's not a lot more other than what we already talked about before we even watched it mm-hmm. and i agree completely it's when the actual character developments and the trials and tribulations of these characters start is when the show and manga get interesting. But you're right, Remington. It takes fucking forever to get to that point. And I, I'm saying this as a fan of the show. Like, I'm excited for the fourth season when it comes out. Even though a lot of people are very uh, hinky about the current arc that it's going through. I like it personally because I like uh, the extra drama and I like the creative recipes. But it, 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 whether you like the train part, that's up to you. Me, train okay. part was there was that good old train coon no, brother no. of truck coon <laughs> no no characters were run over by a train oh damn although it would have been funny to see that happen to some characters but you know that's just because i like watching characters die <laughs> i might Same. have some deep-seated emotional issues huh. ultimately i think that sure this might be decent and there might be a way that it is enjoyable i just don't see what it does better than anything else. If you look at the characters, you have a bland bitch OP shonen protagonist who is so comparable to Kirito in almost every stereotypical tropey way. He gets thrown into a situation and he's amazingly good at everything. We've yet to see him learn a single thing. We've yet to see him even properly struggle. It we are told here are the odds stacked against him and then he immediately wipes them out. We are never shown the problems we're never shown that he's an underdog just told that we should sympathize with him as if he were one meanwhile with the side characters they're either faceless or very very one-dimensional with one possible exception and the only hope for any character that i have i don't even remember her name she's the blue-haired one megumi good old megumi that's the only one I have any hope for because she's been the only one with any possible intrigue in her character. What if I told you that Megumi is everybody's favorite character? Of course she's the, everyone's favorite character. She's the only character. <laughs> <laughs> I still say you're wrong. But again, it's just because I have that little bit of bias in me and the knowledge of how they actually grow as characters. And I'm going to say this right now, Remington. Soma gets his ass kicked a lot in this show for a lot of different reasons and even the t points where you think, man, he's going to actually win. He's actually going to make it at least a tie or it's going to be something really interesting. He just flat out loses a couple times and it's very well done in a lot of ways and he actually has human moments when he loses because obviously winning is kind of the most important thing for most of the characters in this show. Which I also disagree with heavily as a motivation, Sean, because... If you have someone like Megumi, she has outside motivation. She cares. She has to succeed because there are ramifications if she does not. Everyone else so far, especially Soma, if they don't succeed, here's what happens. Oh, no. I'm not the best chef in the world. I am only 
one of the single best chefs in the world. Whatever will I do with my monumental talent and ability to create dishes that everyone absolutely adores is one of the single best things they've ever put in their mouth. However, will I move on from this catastrophe, which is not real steaks. That is not a proper dilemma. I'm sorry. I am not that invested if a millionaire is going to lose $10,000. That doesn't make a difference to me they're still gonna have a bunch of money they may not be the richest person in the world but they're still gonna be just fine okay they'll be a little disappointed but i suppose really the biggest biggest concern it all just goes back to i think there are better options and unless you're watching anime 24 7 or if you have the <clears throat> unfortunate pleasure of doing an anime podcast weekly, then you will have plenty of anime to watch. There's so many out there. And yeah, I think most of them are terrible, but there are so many that you can last on just the absolute top tier cream of the crop. So you don't deserve anything that isn't that, especially when it's mediocre to quite bad to sort of abysmal. Wow, I feel like you just threw a bunch of insults at me, and you just kind of glossed over that fact. I threw insults at you, but I hoped to uplift our audience. I don't think you did that. I don't know, a few of them might have been inspired. I mean, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, you, what you watch is crap. Watch better stuff. That's basically what you just said. Whoa, 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 let me revise that. What I said was... What you watch is crap, and you deserve better. Ladies and gentlemen, our listeners, anime, especially things like Food Wars, is like an abusive relationship. Oh god, I don't like where this is going. Sure, you can stay with it, and you can look at all of the good things it has, but look at the pretty food, and sometimes it's funny. But then you're glossing over all of the terrible qualities that this abusive Food Wars has on you. Honey, you deserve the cream of the crop. You deserve so much better. You deserve an anime that will treat you right. You deserve an anime that has a great slime named Rimuru. Or is your name? You deserve an anime like umaru Don't you fucking dare. <laughs> I'm just trying to slide that one in. You're there. never getting that past me. Never a fucking again. <laughs> oh, I, I have a dream. Even if I disagree with this dream, I have a dream that one day Umaru-chan will be respected as one of the great animes of our time. It is one of the trashiest animes of our time. I would argue it's less trashy than Food Wars, and that would be a sincere stance. And I would agree with you on that, but it's a different kind of trash, Remington. (laughs) Anime is trash. And so are we. Yeah, that's just the best quote any anime content creator has ever come up with, in my opinion. Oh, and that brings me back to last week. And yeah. now I'm in the abyss even further. <laughs> well, don't worry, Remington. I do have some really good stuff lined up for us in the near future. After all, I uh, may or may not have made a couple promises on the podcast, and people are like, I'm excited for this episode. When is this episode coming out? Oh, you said you said that character. I'm excited. And I'm like, I'm working on it. I promise. But if I keep showing him good things over and over and over again, then the show will get stale and he will be happy. And we don't want that. (laughs) Uh, We all know that the main bread and butter of the podcast isn't my insightful opinions about anime. It's my pain. And it is delicious, much like the food in this show, which you can actually create yourself. They do put the recipes in the back of the manga. Are they fantastic dishes that will change your life? Probably not, but they're fun. Yeah, which I can appreciate. I can support it. Yeah. Even though they make it seem like Soma invents everything about cooking ever some of the time, I can appreciate that they did take a lot of effort with the actual recipes, making them real food. I can appreciate that. And Remington, though you may despise this show, I'm still going to enjoy watching it. And I'm sure everybody who enjoys it will still enjoy watching it. Uh, But all of your criticisms are fair, and I agree with them. This is probably the most amiable you'll see uh, me be about you tearing apart one of the shows I like. <laughs> uh, but that's just because I know this is a fucking awful show in so many different ways. <laughs> I'm well aware, but I'm shown in trash, and I love my shitty cooking battle anime. Oof. But with that being said, Remington, would you like to go watch some more Shokugeki no Soma with me? You know, Sean, there are just so many better options. 
I can agree with that. And before we really close off, I will guarantee for those of you who've been asking over and over and over and over and easily the most requested episode we're going to do yet, it's coming next week. Oh, there's a big thing coming next week. It is. Oh no. This is probably the most requested show we have ever done. Uh, and I'm excited to talk about it. And I'm also terrified for your health, man. Because if you hate this show next week, I don't know if I can save you. I've been holding back the tides of angry emails for months on end now. But if this show ends up being something you despise, I don't think I can save you anymore. So if you're interested in watching the grand finale of Anime <laughs> Projects next week, a real big, highly recommended anime, statistically, will I like it? Probably not. Will that be the end of me? Probably. But hey, Remington, if you like it, you will truly be a hero. So thank you all so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. If you enjoyed our in-depth discussion on food porn, porn, and just porn, <laughs> you can feel free to leave a review on whatever platform you listen on. Whether that be Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, or honestly, if you want to help us grow, word of mouth is the best way to do it. And if you would like to contact us directly, whether that is for a comment, question, feedback, or a recommendation, then you can either tweet us at AnimeConPod on Twitter, or you can send an email over onto AnimeOutOfContext at gmail.com. Once again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in, and don't fuck your sister. Frightening when he comes to the other side. Agreed. This is just for a joke. Today's episode is sponsored by Blue Apron. Cooking made easy. <laughs> <laughs> if oh. Blue Apron wants to give us money, it's I would totally. be more than happy to. That'd be great. Or even just, just give us food. We accept Blue Apron. Food. Yeah, just give us a box of Blue Apron every month, and we'll we'll shill your shit. <laughs> to, to share. To-